Heavenly Father, use the words that I speak for your glory. Amen. Please be seated. In the 2012 movie, Life of Pi, the main character is a young man sailing with his family on a ship when it encounters a storm. Waters so rough that the steamship probably won't survive. The main character wants to know what's happening, and so he struggles to climb up to the bridge to see the crew, and, well, I'll use his words in the story. I almost got there. I felt relief and gratitude welling up in me. I said, thank God I found you. What is happening? I'm very scared. There's water at the bottom of the ship. Is this normal? Do you think? When immediately someone interrupted me, thrusting a life jacket into my arms and shouting something in Chinese. I noticed an orange whistle dangling from the life jacket. The men were nodding vigorously at me. When they took hold of me and lifted me up in their arms, I thought nothing of it. I thought they were helping me. I was so full of trust in them that I felt grateful as they carried me into the air. Only when they threw me overboard did I begin to have my doubts. Going overboard with doubts. Peter finds himself in a similar predicament today. The disciples are out on open water. As fishermen, you'd think that they might be okay with the storm. But apparently, even Jesus notices, and as the story tells us, the wind was against them. Water and wind. Ancient symbols for chaos and evil. And so the disciples are in the boat fighting the storm, and Jesus walks to them on the water. And all are terrified. But Jesus says, fear not, it is I. In the original Greek text, ego eimi, which we can interpret from Hebrew, eyeh asher eyeh, I will be who I will be. Those same words God said to Moses when he's staring at the burning bush on holy ground. Words of power, of assurance, of authority. But Peter has a bit of doubt. He's pretty darn sure it's Jesus. So he asks to go out, to go overboard to him. And initially, this seems good because, after all, it's Jesus he's going to. But when he gets in the water, he sees the wind and the waves, and, well, it's too much. And he begins to sink. But Jesus steps in immediately, and he's there for Peter in his time of greatest need. And when they both get back on board and rejoin the entire community of disciples, all the winds calm. Truly, this is the Son of God. Last week, we were seeing the disciples feeling incapable of feeding the 5,000. But with Jesus, 
everything seemed to turn out all right. Everybody had plenty to eat. This week, we're encountering a storm. And with Jesus in their presence, calm results. But Peter's going overboard. And in his going overboard, he's taking a risk to find Jesus in the situation. Eventually, his risk brings peace upon everyone. Was it perfect? No, he had some doubts. But everything resolves with praise and worship and thanksgiving. It's no wonder then, it's no wonder then why the architecture of churches resemble that of an upside-down ship. And the body of the congregation is seated of, in all places, the nave, the Latin word for ship. We worship in a nave because there's a lesson in this good news. We find refuge with Jesus here on board in this community. In the midst of an ever-changing, fast-paced, frantic world. I mean, look at what we've seen over the past week. Christians being killed in Iraq, fleeing for their lives. Refugees, another Episcopal church in the northern part of Phoenix burned in a fire. New airstrikes in Iraq. More war. Continuing conflict in the Holy Land. The list goes on and on. Where is our refuge and our hope? It's found right here in this space with these people in this community, a place that welcomes people, welcomes everyone on their journey of faith and one that reconnects us in all kinds of ways as the body of Christ when we partake of the gifts of the bread and wine made holy at communion. But we are not called to stay put. We're called to go overboard, to go and do the work that God gives us to do, to be the peacemakers in the world, to help those who suffer fire and destruction, to proclaim good news to the poor and recovery of sight to the blind, to let oppressed people go free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor upon everyone. Real Christian ministry, that is real life as a Christian, happens when we go overboard. Ministry happens outside the boat. Going overboard calls us to action, compassionate action. As Brother David Vryhoff of the Society of St. John the Evangelist writes this week, he says, prayer also calls for compassionate action. Prayer without action is just powerless pietism. Action without prayer can be manipulative when our action springs from our own needs rather than from God's call. This week we're lucky to celebrate a baptism because we celebrate parents 
who have answered God's call. Parents who bring their children overboard, bringing them with great trust into confronting living waters. Not waters of a storm or chaos, but waters of everlasting life. You see, Jesus redefines the water imagery and gives us new hope and new direction. As he told the disciples, fear not, it is I, not only through words, through his rescuing of Peter, we see that Jesus is serious. Jesus isn't letting any of us go. We cannot fail God because God is not going to fail us. So as we celebrate with those who will be newly baptized, we also live into a greater reality. We are joining Jesus and the newly baptized, and we go overboard again. Not into a life of continuous doubts, but into a life of promise, of peace, of ongoing mutual support and encouragement. Because even when we venture out, going overboard in ministry to do the healing work of God in the world, even when we get to those points when we experience our darkest hour in the middle of chaos and pitch black darkness, even at that time when it's just too much and we begin to sink, Jesus, the light of the world, meets us right where we are, restores us, and holds us together close and brings us gently, carefully, compassionately, Sunday after Sunday, back into the nave of this ship of the Christian community. The place together that we can empower each other to go overboard, but the place together that we encounter again and again worship and praise and thanksgiving. This place, our beloved Trinity Cathedral, the place with Jesus we call home.